Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. Well, g'day everybody. Thanks very much for joining us on the Industry Podcast channel for Stone Real Estate. Today, our special guest is Chris Philp, one of the partners uh, of our Stone Camden office here in the western suburbs of Sydney. G'day, Chris. How are you? Hey, Pete. Very good. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's a great pleasure. First of all, I believe it was your birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to you. Yeah, thank you very much. I had a, a beautiful day off with the family, so back into it this morning, which is good. Good on you. Well, as much as we can be, we're in the second lockdown here in uh, in Greater Sydney, of course, so that, that means a bit of a change to normal business process for everybody. But what I wanted to speak to you about this morning, Chris, and for everyone listening to this industry channel, is simply the fact that you've been uh, a very successful sales agent. How, how long have you been in real estate, selling real estate? Actually... So around 12 years now, so I started uh, when I was 22, uh, sort of got a, an opportunity uh, up in Newcastle actually uh, through a, somebody I knew that had a real estate office and I was a little bit lost, didn't know what to do and they said, look, we'll give you a job if you come up here. So I travelled from uh, southwest Sydney, packed the bags and went up and spent about 18 months in, in Newcastle and uh, it was good. They really taught me um, the ethics of real estate. It was a nice, small, independent, family-run business and then I came home and continued. I've been back here for 10 or 11 years, um, still in still in real estate and, and now over at Stone for the last couple of years. Oh, it's been terrific, mate. So you're a typical person who thinks, <clears throat> okay, I've been a successful agent. And when I say that, I mean you, you've been writing around a million bucks a year. So by anybody's standard, um, you're absolutely in momentum and doing very well. And then you made the decision that you would like a little bit more, perhaps some equity in a business. You got the opportunity with Pete Salisbury, who actually owned the business, and you came and bought, um, at Pete's invitation, you bought in 50% share, uh, and you're making that transition very, very successfully from being a transactional agent, like just a, a standalone real estate agent, to a business owner, a leader, somebody who's introducing structure, accountability into the business. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. I think when when I first joined Pete, you know, as with most partnerships, you don't we have to evolve as in your role. So we probably didn't know what it was going to look like. But uh, as I've got into it, I've uh, taken uh, the lead over our sales team. And the first thing I wanted to do when I got there was to. I don't think you can grow until you get your systems processes. You have to have your business and your operations in check first because you start adding people in and you're not ready to handle that or you bring them in and then it's a bit of a mess. Well, word's going to spread. So the first thing we did was have to get, we have to get our system sorted and then for the last, probably the last 12 to 18 months, we've really focused on growth and, and bringing in the right sort of people into our business. Yeah, you sure have, mate, and and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, systems absolutely need to be in place to run the business, and then, of course, you know, a few people run the systems, and you've done that really successfully. So you came in, you're still listing and selling, you're still producing the income, but your plan is uh, to pull back from that and spend more of your time mentoring, recruiting, training, helping your people. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I think any for any business owner, if you're not or especially in real estate and sales, if you're not growing your team, you may as well just continue to focus on being an agent because you'll you'll make a lot more money and be a lot more successful listing and selling yourself if you only have a, a small team. So you have to grow. You have to 
bring in more people into your business. And when you can, then that allows myself now to start focusing more on them and uh, giving them my time, making sure that they have the training, the mentorship, the support, um, just that person on the other end of the phone to speak to every day, just about where they're up to, what they're doing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we're at at the moment. Well, you've done, um, an exceptionally good job at recruiting people into the business, not just to put bums on seats, but I think seven listing agents you've brought in in just over 12 months, which you know is close to $3 million in GCI. So from the business's point of view, great, but you wouldn't get those people, those good sorts of agents, and every one of them really, good cultural fit to your business, just genuinely good people who can do great business. What do you? A lot of principals listening to this would, would know deep down that they need to recruit to leverage themselves to to build a business. Otherwise, all they've got is a job. Even though they might yeah. be the principal, they're the selling principal. 80, 90, 100% of the income sits on their shoulders. It's key person dependent. In order for them to leverage themselves and build a business, they need to recruit. What are you doing? What are you saying? How are you going about bringing in these agents? I think first, firstly, it has to become a focus, a focus, a dedicated focus to grow. And what that means is dedicating time in your calendar, just like you would turn up to a market appraisal or just about like you do your 45-minute call session or just like you turn up to a buyer appointment. You have to dedicate time to growing the team. Um, first, if you, don't, if you don't commit to it, we're too busy. There's too many things going on in the weeks and the months go by and before you know it, they just continue to go. So you've got to dedicate to it. You've got to dedicate time to it. Um, I think you've got to, you've got to play the long game too. So you have to be continuously looking for people. So that's staying in touch. If you see somebody that uh, you would like to bring into your business, connect with them. I, you know, I would do it over Instagram or Facebook or send them a text message and just say, well done. I saw you just sold that property. It was a great result you know, keep at it. So just keeping in touch with people, just building relationships, just like you would trying to get a listing. Yeah, fantastic. You know, play the long game. Fantastic point. How much time do you devote a week to doing this? You say you need to block the time out. What what, what are your key days or how many hours a week? Well, it's, it's getting, it's it's now, as your team grows, you can dedicate more time. So it started off a couple, of, two hours a week. Yep. Which isn't much, but that was two hours of clear focus on connecting with people. Now it's up to, I try and do it a whole day, uh, every every Friday. My focus now is, is growth and, and connecting with people, but also remembering the people that I've got that I've brought in. So my awesome. Tuesdays are dedicated to them, and then Fridays is dedicated to bringing in, uh, bringing in new, new people into our business, well, and the right people too. Oh, 100%, and that's what you're very, very good at, and which is why we're doing the podcast. So Tuesday is devoted to the people in your team, and, and just to explain that, they're one-on-ones, right? You're sitting down with each one individually, having a look at their business plan, that that type of thing. Yeah, one-on-ones running through. So, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not setting their goals for them. So, first of all, we've just started a new financial year. So, I'm involving them. What do you, what do you want to achieve out of this year? What did we do last year? What do we want to achieve, and how are we going to go about it? Now, what do you, what are you committing to? What actions are you going to commit to daily and weekly? And how can I help you achieve your goal? So, that's sort of my my style of how I'm doing things. I meet with some agents weekly and, and some fortnightly, uh, just depending on, on how often they'd like to meet and at what level they're up to or how much in, um, how much help they need at the time. So newer, then, newer agents weekly, perhaps more established agents doing better, you know, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars plus agents fortnightly? 
Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much it, Pete. But also as well, I've got some experienced agents that, that do like to meet weekly because they want to be a bit more accountable. It's like a bit of an accountability buddy. But we're measuring things like their, you know, their social media growth, um, you know, their database. So there's, there's always things to work on. But sometimes it's just about having a, you know, they're only 30, you know, a lot of them are only 30 minutes a week, but it's just 30 minutes where everything's blocked out. The phone's on silent and, and we, get, we run, through, run, through, run through the agenda each week. Well, when you've got, um, you know, ten agents in your in your office at half an hour a day. That's five hours, and you know the phone calls, the emails. I mean, there's a full day. That's Tuesday. You said Friday. Yeah. Now you're devoting to recruitment or finding people and nurturing those relationships. Again, a lot of principals. I hear this a lot, where they say this is a really small pool where my office is. You know, there's a lot of the agents here are principals or their partners. There's no one to speak to. How do you get around that? I mean, you're in Camden, southwestern Sydney. It's a geographically a largeish area, but I would imagine again relatively small pool to select from. How are you going about speaking to an agent? How are you filling in a day speaking to new agents? Well, I think you got to create firstly you got to create a hit list. So uh, just just get a however you want to do it, um, an Excel spreadsheet, a, a piece of paper, a notepad. Just create a hit list of of who you would like to join your business. So. I just jump on the realestate.com. I just search the my area, search who's making the most sales, and then just go down and I, I'll look at it and go, okay, they're a partner or or they're this or they're not the type of person I'd like in our business. And then we just just find the ones that you think would be a nice fit, and and reach out to them and then keep notes as to what you're doing. But just like it's very similar to trying to secure a listing, you want to get face to face with them. So make contact and, and with a lot of these days, a lot of the agents, especially depending on the age, I do it via Instagram or Facebook or, you know, a text message and, and just offer to, hey, we'd love to catch up. We'd, we'd like to explore you potentially joining our business. Uh, I think one thing I have learned is to not shy away from the fact that that's, that's what we're trying to do. We want them to join our business. We want to explore how it can be a win-win. And with all my agents that have joined, I don't, I'm, I genuinely believe it's the best move for them. So I'm trying to create an environment and a very fair outcome that's a win-win, win for us and, and certainly a win for them. I think everyone that has joined is, is doing some great numbers. Um, they're improving and that's very important that it's not like with any negotiation. Uh, it's a bit different when you're working for your vendor trying to get the right price, but any negotia- negotiation outside of that, I want to have a win-win, win win for each of us, a nice, amicable outcome. Yeah, right, that makes sense. And you've got a success story to tell agents now because you've brought in seven or eight people, all of whom have increased their business significantly. Um, but for the first guy, the second guy, what story were you telling? Because, again, a lot of principals, not just in Stone, but I spent a long time at McGrath, I spent you know time at LJ Hooker, being in the business for a long time. Just generally speaking, in the industry, principals sometimes don't have a compelling story or they don't believe in what they're selling to, to the new recruits. So what do you, what would you say to a principal trying to recruit somebody for the first time, second time? What, well, look, I'll just, I'll just tell you what I, yeah, I'll tell you what I did, Pete. So when, when I did join, it was just the two of us. It was just myself and Pete. So the first, and, and I bought my, uh, my assistant, Sarah, who's been working with me for six years. She came over, but we're only a, a little, a little team, but so the first recruit and then the second is, you know, the, the first one's the hardest, the second one's a bit easier, and the third one and someone gets easier after that. But you have to, at that point, I just we just have to involve people on our journey, involve people in our vision. Now, I think we've all got an amazing advantage with Stone because, as we know, that's why we all 
Flintstone. It's an amazing brand. It looks good. It feels good. The support from all you guys is fantastic. The network's great. So we have that, which a lot of a lot of these other brands are completely outdated. Most principals in other in other brands, the agents are getting very little support. There's very little opportunity for growth. But like I've said to anyone joining us, we're we're a we're a small new brand. Well, we're a, we're a small business, a new brand. There's there's a lot of opportunity. We're going to be growing over the next five or ten years. If you want to come and be part of something and actually look back and be proud of what you've achieved, and and you can tell people, hey, I helped, I helped do this, then come on board with us. You know, it was, so you got to involve them on the vision. Um, that's initially, and then as you do grow, you can start being a bit more selective. But you have to be, you have to be aggressive with. You have to make sure that you give them. You know, give them a good, give them a good foundation to join, and that looks what that looks like is um, good incentives. You know, every everyone that has joined, I believe I've given them a really, really good incentive to join because um, you have to get them there. And then when people see other agents joining your business, they're going to think, "Oh, wow, why are they all going there? This so, agent could have gone anywhere and they've gone to Stone." No, hundred percent. Let, let me just drill into the incentive part. Are you talking a bigger split of commission? Are you talking a marketing package to start them off? Are you talking uh, guaranteeing feeding them a number of listings through your yeah, own Yeah, all of that, Pete. Okay. All, all of that. So it would, it, it again, you've got to assess it. You've got to assess the individual. So if it's a young agent that needs, uh, that's got no profile, then I would focus on, you know, marketing and branding and getting their name out there and guaranteeing, maybe guaranteeing them a couple of property management listings when they come on board or if it was uh, you know a more experienced agent you might have to you might have to incentivize them by giving them a good a good deal to join uh, what, whatever you have to do you just have to you have to get them there obviously making sure it's still that win-win it's still going to be commercially viable from our side to them well but you, you have to you have to do what you can do to get them there because when they do the more sales agents you get the more property management leads you get the more other agents in the field see that those people are joining, and that's what just then then builds your momentum. And then you can be selective and you can pick out the right ones. Yeah, look, I mean, creating the hit list, Gina, uh, our head of people, is excellent at helping compile those lists and making the calls and setting up the coffee meetings. Uh, as you know, in the shed, there's the Stone Recruitment System. It's got a heap of great questions on, on you know, involving agents, asking them, opening the conversation, that sort, sort of stuff. But ultimately... You're devoting the time. You're doing a day a week. Now, let's assume that you've called somebody. They say, no, jump in the lake, Chris, or, or no, I'm really happy here, or no, I'm a partner, or what do you do? Do you still nurture that relationship? Do you give them a call back in a month, two months, three months, like you would with a pipeline seller? Exactly. I just treat it like that. If you know if someone's really cold, then then I'll probably you know take the hint. But um, most people are fairly receptive. Uh, and look... I've been in that position before as that sales agent at my previous position for 10 years. And we all know we do get calls, you know, it's, you, you get calls and I think most agents uh, keep an open mind and that's all. And that's all that, that, that I'm asking people to do. Keep an open mind and just hear me out. And if it's not for you, it's not for you, but let's just meet and at least just have a chat and hear me out. You've got nothing to lose. Most people are okay with that. So I hear this a lot as well, you know, you're calling me, I'm an agent, and I say, oh, Chris, you know, I really appreciate it. Look, I, I am open-minded, but, you know, my principal's great. I've been here five years. They're really nice. I know his wife and the kids, and, you know, I feel like a part of the family, and you, you're getting the sense that there might be a reason for me to move, but I'm kind of loyal to these people. How do you work with that? Loyal, loyal people is exactly who we're looking for. 
they're the best type of people and we and we respect the loyalty but you've also you've also got to be loyal to yourself and you've got to be loyal to your family as well I'd love to just meet and hear me out don't say no until you know what you're saying no to beautiful I love it so you go to that meeting you go and have a coffee well I know we're in lockdown but under normal circumstances you'd invite them out for a coffee neutral territory and you're sitting down, the conversation starter, hi, how are you going, blah, blah, blah. Then what are you asking them? Like, how are you finding the business? How often are you having sales meetings? What support do you get? What was your figures last year? What did you do this year? Those sorts of things. How are you, how are you progressing the conversation? Yeah, trying to, trying, to, trying to break it down, very, very question-based. Um, yeah, how, how are you going? What are you doing? Uh, what do you want to achieve? Are you happy with how you are? What what support are you getting? What training do you guys do? Uh, if What would you change? Uh, what are you looking for in the future? What would you like to – where are you now and what would you like to get to? And what's your, what's your current plan to get there? Most people say, oh, I don't have one. Spot on. And then that, and then that you kind of get them thinking, oh, okay, I don't – I should probably have one. And then if I say, well, what sort of training do you guys do? Well, like you said, what, when, when, are you, when are your sales meetings? What do you cover in there? Most people will say, oh – yeah, we kind of do them every every couple of weeks, or most people are very vague about it. And then, you, and then that gives you the opportunity to to highlight exactly you know how we operate and how we're structured and how we'll get you to to those goals that you want to get to. But you you might you might not go too hard in that first meeting. You have to kind of read it. You have to read it and think maybe this is just a relationship build. And then what you want to do is ask permission. Okay, I'd love to catch up again and maybe put something to you, put a proposal to you at our next meeting. And, and then you and then you can go away and structure it. Beautiful, and you put something back to them in writing when when you believe they're ready. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, that's right. And it just allows me time to potentially go away and and come back to them with something that I can work on, something that I know will will work for them. And those questions I ask in that first meeting, I can then structure it to make sure it, it lines up with what I know they want. Great. Look, but yeah, also I also want them to understand that there's a great opportunity for them joining us. You know, we're not, we're, we're not desperate for people. Yes, we want to grow, but it's got to be with the right people. So I always make sure I mention to them, we're not, looking to, we're not looking to have everyone on board. And even today, we're just going to see whether or not we'd be well suited with each other. So you kind of want to play a bit hard to get in a way as well. Yeah, got it. No, I like it. I was at a training conference once and uh, we were doing a role play for, for listing presentation. The fellow said, um, play, playing the vendor, the vendor said basically oh you know we're talking to other agents and the agent said that's fine i'm talking to other vendors as well so <laughs> you know kind of you, you you kind of throw it back and have a bit of a joke so what i'm getting from what you're saying is be very consistent so you've got a few hours a week to start with now you've worked up to a day a week you've got structure in the business you, you've structured your one-on-ones with everybody you've got a really good sales meeting weekly you do a training session weekly um on top of all that you've you've looked at property management from the business point of view, you're looking at sales and PM, the growth, the profitability. Um, you and Pete meet regularly in terms of, of the business growth. Just tell me, yep. um, somebody starting, let's say you're employing you know, somebody and they're starting on Monday, what's their first day, first week look like? Have you got a starter pack? Are you giving them a sign board? Is there, you know, how, how, do, how do you onboard them? Yeah, so what we've, I've, I've really learned, Pete, so I'll be honest, I didn't nail this straight away, but what I've learned, it's, it's, it is crucial uh, from the time people say yes 
I'm joining to when they actually join. Because when someone says, I'm, okay, I'm in, and they shake your hand and say, yeah, we're doing it, they don't start the next day, right? No. So there's that lag period. Sometimes it's a month or two. And a lot of agents will come back and say, oh, I've just, got, I've just signed up a couple of listings and this. And I always say to them at that point, look, there's never a great time. Like you're always going to – we just have to do it because – in, in you wait four or six weeks, you go, oh, I've just signed up another listing. So trying to get a commitment of the start date. And I, in my proposal, I'll often put, we'll give you this with a start date of on, or, on or before this date. So they're committing to a date. That really helps, especially if you're going to do a couple of extras to get them on board. But when they, so, so the lead up to that, that's when you've got to set up, all right, what does it look like for them? So firstly, the key things is don't let them turn up and have no, no business cards, no no desk, you know, laptop not set up. You don't have your shared access. Uh, you're not on agent box yet. So the preparation for that is key. And then we refer back to the um, the, the gym on, on the shared, the 12-week implementation where um, we go through and make sure that we are notifying everyone, friends, family, um, anyone on their contact list that they've joined over to us. Now, I know you know this, but for a lot of our stone principals who are listening to this um, and anyone in the industry generally, if you're not within stone, create yourself a checklist. For the principals here who are listening to this podcast who are in stone, there is an onboarding checklist in the shed. So mm-hmm. have, have they got a Wi-Fi password? Do they need keys to the office? Is there an office alarm code? I mean, simple things. Desk. Have they got their mm-hmm. mobile phone message recorded? Have they got their desk phone message recorded? Do they know the code to the photocopier, where to get the Tim Tams and the coffee? I mean, there's three pages of checklist. PI insurance, copy of their license to the principal, bank account details, tax file number, all of that stuff that you can get done in that lag period, as you say, before they start. So when they get in, and I know Paul Piancentine and his team down in Wollongong do a great job. If I'm starting there tomorrow, there's a little card on my desk, welcome to the team, there's a little box of chocolates or some flowers, you know, a few water bottles, there's a drink bottle, there's a stone coffee mug, a stone cap. It's like they're welcoming me to their family. I get there and there's a few yeah. little gifts lying around and, and I'm ready to go. Nice touch. Beautiful stuff. I love it. I mean, mm. it's really important. I mean, you, you're doing a blinding job and, um, you know, you, you're devoting a day a week to it. What's the plan for the next 12 months? Is there a number of agents you'd like to bring in? Is there is there a GCI amount that you want to grow the business by? Yeah, well, look, my aim, aim this year, uh, we want to get to 4 million GCI for this financial year. Uh, so that, that's the aim and... Um, I think we're gonna. We'll, we'll probably give it a good nudge. So that's that's really exciting. Uh, we're at a total of seventeen employees at the moment. I see us by the end of twenty twenty two hitting hitting around thirty. Because at the moment as well, I'm also looking at now we've got agents. We're looking at growing their teams individually. So we're looking at setting up their EBUs. We've already had a couple of agents that have have bought on a sales associate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're working with them as well. Their little individual teams in order to be able to leverage and and because you get recruitment's important definitely but also you it, it's the same you've, you've got to improve the people within your business already oh mate very well said and the other big thing this year um for you is you're transitioning out of sales well not completely but i mean rather than do a million dollars i know you and i talk frequently but you know part of the plan is for you to pull back maybe 50 percent and a lot of yeah. principals out there would say, well, I can't afford to do 50% of what I'm currently doing. But the key is that you've already recruited the people. You've got a plan to recruit more. You can afford to pull back 50%, and then you're the rainmaker for the team. You can refer the, the listings that you don't want to take on uh, to new agents to get them started, to support them, to go to listing appointments, buyer appointments, vendor meetings, reserve meetings, to make sure that they have been trained 
your way, correct? That's that's your plan for the next year? That is correct, Peter, and it's about now looking and saying, okay, I don't want to be at the I don't want to have a goal to be at the top of the the top of the leaderboard anymore. You know, I've chosen to be a business owner, and with that, I've, I want to put like, in all honesty, what I love seeing is is the people that have come on board to kick some goals. And when I get a text message of the night, and one of the agents just says, "Oh, I just came out of a listing appointment and I just just signed it up," like that's now for me, they're they're the wins. It's no longer myself getting a sale up on the board. It's about improving everyone else. So you have to, you can't do it all because if you try and if you try and you know write write big numbers, work on property management, recruit the sales team, and you just can't do it. You have to make you have to make a decision to to wind back. And as you said, it is a nice tool to be able to potentially hand off a few leads and and help your team grow. And you can use that with people coming on board as well. If there's some a young agent coming in, you can you can do a couple of co lists or bring them under your wing and and help them help them grow as well which is a great incentive for someone for someone joining chris look i agree completely mate i really do appreciate your time you are an outstanding human being and i mean that sincerely to everyone listening to this if you need some help email chris phil um he's out at camden 50 percent partner there you've done a brilliant job growing the team you're a sponge when it comes to learning and uh you're very genuine in what you're saying and I, and I think not being not wanting to be at the top of the leaderboard but making that decision to be a business owner, you've really taken that to heart. You're doing all the right things. We really appreciate your time uh, on the Stone Industry Podcast. Thanks for uh, being our guest, Chris. No worries, Pete. Thanks for having me and thanks for everyone that tuned in. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.